calamity, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And Robin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. This is the interview episode. I am Peter Wolfo Wilkinson. I'm here with Braden Martin, but we are joined by an absolutely amazing special guest, Daniel Gray. How are you going, mate? Oh, g'day, mate. G'day, guys. Going uh, very, very well. <laughs> after, very well. After, 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 after an interesting day of racing, we've recovered well. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that soon. Don't worry about that. I'll just quickly have to talk to this idiot that's with me. Braden, how are you going, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm here, like a present. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm all here, but uh, no different to any other week, I suppose. <laughs> For those listening in the future, when we re- when we release this, this is while Formula Vs are on in uh, Aussie Car. We're both very much watching this very tently. So if we just stop talking for a while, you know something's exciting. <laughs> but Daniel, welcome. Tell us about your stream today. What happened, mate? Oh, it was, it was it. fantastic, man. I uh, no, had to, we did five races, so in every race something went like very wrong. Like we got a uh, we got like a pit lane speeding penalty because uh, the line <laughs> and the cone on Road Atlanta don't match up. We uh, oh no, uh, just just a bunch of like really unfortunate things in a row went very wrong. But uh, it's okay. We kept it positive until the very end. That was when uh, got a little bit less positive. I did happen to catch the end. I thought I'll just pop on and have a look and see how things are going, seeing as we are talking to you tonight. And I think I ran in right at the end where there was some expletives going and some, I'm I, I'm done, I'm done, I need to go. <laughs> it, it was a good time to jump in. <laughs> oh, it's been like, I feel like I do a pretty good job on stream of keeping things like pretty positive when it's going wrong. And to be honest, for the most part, it's because I genuinely don't mind that much when things go wrong. But uh, yeah, five in a row today, I think we had probably the all time greatest stream rage of all time uh, <laughs> it was good okay so now we've completely stuffed thrown the run sheet out from question one <laughs> let's go back to the start who is daniel gray uh daniel gray is the world's most handsome and talented iRacing streamer uh don't google that but uh that's 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 what the rumor around town is at least sorry we don't do fact checking on this show uh i <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I stream that's iRacing fine. on twitch uh six days a week and uh looking to do some youtube stuff but i've been saying i'll do that for like a year so who knows oh come on youtube mate it's easiest it just cut your clips and send them over don't you that's all you oh, do it's, it's it's the part where i have to actually bother to edit a video but things go a bit wrong i think <laughs> I oh, look. I understand that that problem all too well. Don't worry about that. Um, so, apparently, you're slightly known for your tardiness um, on stream, and we're going to say how how did you even make it here on time tonight? But for those who are playing at home, you didn't actually make it here or not. No, no. How did all this come about? I was about, about, I was about mate? ten minutes. Ten minutes late. Uh, I am. I'm absolutely shocking. I was uh, the last person to arrive at my own birthday party this year. <laughs> so like, I am. I am hopeless. I'm so bad. I feel like. I'm the type of person who just wants to, like, go, 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 but then if I have, like, a thought to, like, do something or what I want to do something, like, oh, I'm going to do it now, I'm going to, like, write this down and do this, and I just, yeah, it results in me being late to uh, pretty much everything in life, I think. <laughs> ah, well, that's okay, it's all good. You, you made it here tonight, that's the main thing. Yes, it's only, right night and I was even. only 10 well minutes done. late, so that was pretty good. Yeah, look, and, and honestly, we had Braden only just woke up, and me, I only just sat down to look at the questions. So, you, you, the more time in the world we had, the better. Oh, anyway, perfect. so we're, and we're just sitting here watching races, so it's all good. Perfect. Um, what, what's your first memories of racing games? Ah, uh, so uh, I've played racing games pretty much my whole life. So my uh, my cousin Dylan, who lived uh, around the corner from me, we were both only children, so we sort of 
grew up sort of uh pretty much as brothers and every single day after after i had school and he had school i'd go around and we'd play uh it was either colin mccray one on the ps1 uh toka race driver uh all those kind of games so we played those pretty much every day i remember i was so proud of myself when i finally passed the license tests and got like the highest medal in colin mccray rally that was that was probably my first racing game achievement but uh yeah, absolutely love those games. I really want to go back and play them very, very soon. It's been too long. It has definitely has. I, I grew up with Gran Turismo. That was my jam. But yeah, Colin McRae was something else special. We've talked about before. Toker and V8 Supercars was amazing. Did you always race with a wheel back then, or were you hand controller? Oh, even the way I did it, mouse and keyboard. Hundred percent hand controller on, on the PS One <laughs> and PS Two. We were playing with, with controllers, and we'd always go split screen, yep. and he'd absolutely thrash me. But uh, uh you know, he you, you see, he had five years on me, so you know he, ah. he was a lot older than me. So basically, he was cheating. You know, <laughs> <laughs> now he's got like four. Oh, now no. he's got like four thousand I rating and I racing, so he still beats me. It's very annoying. <laughs> But um, that is. But uh, no, a lot of Gran Turismo as well. After that, then you know I progressed into Gran Turismo. Uh, the the Gran Turismo that I have for most memories with though is probably Gran Turismo Five when I played that in high school, and that's that's when I started playing with a wheel as well. Early high uh, school. Okay, no problems. So you never did mouse and keyboard. I never, only for a tiny bit when uh I when uh I, I had a I had a version of. Uh, R Factor One, which I definitely paid for back then, as everyone did back then, and uh, <laughs> uh, had the uh, the I think what was it was it the OSR V8 Supercar mod for Mount Panorama and the V8s, and I, I did a bit of keyboard driving on that. Yeah, not not fun. So for those who were wondering what that Ono was, we just had our top two locked on cars crash and get stuck together, um, and couldn't get apart at the at the at the. Uh, the car- uh, sorry, the corkscrew in Laguna Seca. It wasn't very fun. Oh. Uh, they're having a Daniel Gray kind of day, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, so what? What's what other games did you? We always into racing games, or did you play anything else along the way? Uh, I think I, I had a period in high school there where I'm like, racing is silly, and you know, I just started playing like <laughs> FPS games and stuff. Uh, I, I played a lot of Counter Strike. I uh, used to play that heaps. Uh, you know, some GTA Online and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but a lot of a lot of Counter Strike 1.6, and then eventually CS:GO. Yep. Uh, I've always sort Ooh. of enjoyed competitive games. Though. I think that's why I love iRacing so much. Every game I've always played, it, it, they're barely ever story driven. They're always the type of games where you can uh, you verse people online and you can win and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm very competitive. Yeah. There's a massive um yeah, it's a good way to be though. There's a massive glow up of um GTA five role playing on Twitch at the moment, which I find interesting. It seems to be get uh, massive backing behind it. Um well, that's, well, that's the thing about Twitch, it sort of seems to go through metas. Like, you know, you had the Among Us meta where everyone was playing that and now now we've moved on to all the biggest Twitch streamers are playing Rust, now we're playing GTA roleplay and yep. I'm just I'm just happy to be off in the sim racing part where we don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, the, the legend himself, Jack Hutto, who I used to start, I started a podcast with a long time ago. He's um, he's been in role playing for almost a year now. I reckon he he loves it. He almost every night. Apparently, it's playing super GTA addictive. Role playing. I've never done it, but yeah. apparently, it's super addictive. I can't do addictive things. That's why I just stick with eye racing. <laughs> oh um, yeah, but that's not so addictive when, at all. Yeah. No, not at all. It's cost me a small fortune. But that's okay. <laughs> um, and now I'm obviously doing yeah content for it almost day uh, hour round at the moment it feels like uh so when did you first get into actual sim racing 
Um, what? That, that's a tough one. So I, I asked my dad for like two Christmases straight. Can you get me a Logitech G25? That was the wheel that I wanted. Mm. Um, which, to be honest, is basically the same as a G29 these days. They haven't really changed. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, my dad finally got me one, and then I uh, joined a Gran Turismo Five League back in the day. It was next. Wow. It was nextgg.com, and we had forums, and a little community and stuff. And I think I told them all I was like eighteen years old, even though I was actually fourteen because I was embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I did. I don't. I don't think any of them believed me, but they were too nice to point it out. But um, I, yeah, I was. I was playing Gran Turismo Five in a league there, and I think that's probably when I'd say I started competitively sim racing, to say the least. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And. Um, where did you get into actual iRacing itself, sorry? So I um, technically made an iRacing account like around that time and I literally sat a laptop over like my sim rig. So technically <laughs> I've been iRacing for like oh, roughly like eight years, nine years, ten years, but I, I properly got back into it sort of at the start of COVID last year is when I fully got back into sim racing and sort of embraced it as like, okay, well, this is a thing I really want to do. And uh, I'm so glad I did, but I, I think... I found it, I always sort of did it for like three months and then got back off it and then I'd do it for three months again. Uh, but I think I, I found a community of people to sort of do it with this time and I think that's what sort of made the difference and made me love it so much more. Sweet. And what was your poison of choice in Gran Turismo 5? What car were you driving? Uh, the, the thing about our league was every season it would change cars. So it was a bit of everything. I remember we did the the old Honda Civic hatchback. That one was awesome. Yep. But then we did the Lex. It was it was a Lexus car that had eight gears, and it, I hated having to try to sort through eight gears. <laughs> so I hated yeah. that one. But uh, I think uh, yeah, it's a bit of everything. I I my favorite car to drive in the entire game was a Ferrari four five eight Italia because I absolutely adore that car. The Ferrari, nice. very nice. Um. So we we know you had your laptop on your rig. You got your G twenty five. What else did your rig consist of back then? So it was uh, my dad welded me together a, a metal frame, and it, there was a he he owned a tow truck business back then. So uh, <laughs> it was a uh, it was a car seat from a the sportiest car he had that was wrecked, <laughs> and uh, sitting on a metal frame. Was and- there damage on said seat? Was no, there was no the damage seat? on the seat. The seat was perfect. <laughs> oh. But uh, the seat, uh, I will say, that rig's probably more comfy than the rig I've got today. That was the comfiest seat ever. <laughs> but uh, that, that that was the rig. And then I had the I had it pushed up against the TV uh, in the living room, <coughs> which my mum absolutely loved. And then I had to move it every time uh, I was done. And obviously there's a bit of a change now. So what, is, what does the rig look like nowadays? Ah, oh, these days, <laughs> these days I've got a Fanatec CSL uh, load cell pedal. Sorry, they've got the uh, the Club Sport V3 pedals now. I just upgraded like a month ago, and I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, and I've got the uh, CSL Elite wheelbase uh, on a Track Racer TR8 rig with uh, a single curved monitor. I want to go triples, but I think my girlfriend will uh, not like if I get rid of our bed for them. So I think uh, I have to wait on that one. <laughs> Ah, triples are great. You got to do build it. it. <laughs> build a new house. Build a new house. Build a new house. Yeah, no luckers. I'll just wait for uh, wait for that Twitch check to come in. Then no worries. Just buy a whole house. Oh, they pay really well, I hear. The best. Yeah, thing, really, really yeah. good at the moment. The best thing about the uh, triples is you can see the people uh, just before they kill you, rather than after they kill you, which is really, really good. <laughs> it's always good to react rather than uh, 
<laughs> yeah, react beforehand rather than afterwards. But yeah. exactly. So for those of uh, well, those of you listening who don't know or haven't seen Daniel's stream, where there's a nice uh, "Where is Daniel from?" counter. Uh, basically, every time you mention where you're from, you are from Bathurst. <laughs> so, what is it like growing up around a place so entrenched in Australian motorsport and and its history? I suppose. It's it's really kind of interesting because. When you're from Bathurst, I feel like everyone from here kind of... It's not really the most motorsport-oriented town you'd imagine it being. <laughs> Obviously, I loved it because, you know, I grew up on, you know, motorsport games, loving motorsport, and that was all because, again, of, of my cousin Dylan, who's sort of got me into it while playing Colin McRae every day and stuff. But I think having the ability, you know, every year to go up to the Bathurst 1000, where, you know, you only have to buy a ticket and you can sort of go up there and you know, seeing the Australian Rally Championship when they came here, the Bathurst 12-hour, like, you know, seeing all the events, definitely kept a love for motorsport throughout my whole life, even when, you know, I sort of had other interests and went to other other ways. But I think, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, Mount Panorama to me is just the road that you drive on when you go get a McFlurry <laughs> at Mount Panorama. Like, when, yeah, you, you go get a McFlurry and then you do a lap of a mount, you know? It's just like... It's what you do at 2am. But um, no, I absolutely love having the, like such an awesome racetrack so close to me. And did, was it a little bit cold there the other day, by the way? Oh, oh yeah. It was, it was snowing. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that I was I was feeling really sick that day. So I woke up at 12pm and then everyone's like, oh, it snowed. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Ended up missing I, it. I'll tell you what. I went to Bathurst for the 1,000 uh, in 2014, the, the year Chaz won yeah, from yeah. the back of the field with the hopeless Paul Morris. Yes. Um, I can't believe he's a Bathurst winner. Anyway, um, we were there sunny as all the way through, and then we woke up on Monday morning to a, a massive storm, and then the next day it snowed, thick snow on the mountain. Oh, it was wow. The, the most, and this is in you know in October, and it was the most bizarre thing. Yeah, wow. And then the photos from... Photos from I think what was it last Tuesday or Wednesday really brought that back. Oh, so. were, you, were you guys camping yeah, up no. there, or were you guys uh, at a motel? No, no. We uh, actually we went Camp City, uh, Tent City. Sorry, we so the oh, so you didn't have to deal with the, the muddy tent the next day at least. That's that's handy. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Best money I ever spent because oh. it was a short walk into town, and the bus stopped right out the front to take us to the to the uh, track. So. Um, not that we were ever in the tent very oh, often. Par- but apparently, was, um, the parties yeah. the parties at Tent City are pretty wild. Did you did you get involved? I didn't get into any of the wild ones, no. But that year we were there, so they've got the massive big breakfast uh, shed that we were there. We were sitting around having breakfast with all these people, and the guy we're talking to got the Formula One experience that year, uh, and yep. the Formula One was going around the mountain, and we're waiting for him, waiting for him to watch him do this thing, and all of a sudden he's the next person to hop in it for the experience because he won it. And it's come down uh, the chase and come around to head in the pits and there's just smoke billowing out the back oh, of this one. Oh, poor bugger. <laughs> yeah, That's so he missed out completely. Ouch. So, poor bugger. Did you... Yeah, but no, we didn't... We were in town all the time, so we didn't oh, miss out on did, the crazy did, parties. Did, did you, uh, did you uh, figure out a favourite pub in town? Um, no. You didn't go to the Oxford? No. No, I don't know which one we went oh, to, to okay. be honest. I was quite drunk at that stage. Um I'll throw it back to you, Brad. You can go, mate. <laughs> Daddy was just trying to work out if he would have seen you out there in 2014. I think that's uh, what we're going to Peter was the guy either head down on the table or something like that, I think. <laughs> that doesn't probably narrow it down in Bathurst, there's, I'm there's, assuming. There's, there's a few no. of those on race week, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any awesome moments or anything really memorable from watching races uh, at Bathurst? Anything that sticks out? 
I've got a... I've got a couple of moments. Obviously, you know, when I was little, I'd pester my mum or dad to take me to an autograph session or get get a model car signed or something. Uh, there was one time where I, I tripped over uh, onto Craig Lowndes, and he found that quite funny. That was, that was quite embarrassing for me as, as a kid. I was, managed to trip over onto Craig Lowndes, asking him to sign something, so I like fell over with a texture in my hand, just kind of held it up once I tripped over. Um... <laughs> But other than that, not really. You know, uh, seeing uh, Fabian Fabian Coulthard's crash at the chase when he flipped over mm. twelve times. Uh, oh, I was man. I was at the chase when that happened. That was wild. That was probably the biggest crash I've ever seen up there. Um, he was just trying to do the jump. Come on, <laughs> he was just, just trying to do the jump, and he he missed it. Ball bugger. <laughs> Uh, I think um, when you see crashes like that in real life, you, it does actually bring bring up like wow what these guys doing is actually insane yeah <laughs> oh yeah i think uh, sometimes you take for granted i think the risk that they put themselves at because so often they have crashes they walk away like there's nothing wrong because the cars are so engineered to protect them from things like that but when you see a really bad one it just reminds you like they've got some balls these guys and oh, girls 100 percent. i think roman grosjean's f1 crash did that for so yeah. many new fans too absolutely have you had any real life motorsport experience at all, apart from driving the Bathurst track to get your McFlurries at two, three in the morning? I'd like first. I'd like to point out I probably set the lap record at some point doing that, <laughs> but um, legally, of course. You got to get um, back before it melts. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, you, you stop at the top and have the Mc. Yeah, you, 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 you stop at the top and have the McFlurry. You know. <laughs> Ah, oh, uh, okay, that's how it is. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty... <laughs> no, but um, uh, in terms of real-world motorsport experience, uh, I did hold the uh, lap record for the week at a, at a hire cart centre, so I'm basically <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Yep. But uh, other than that, I've done uh, a couple of track day laps in a, in a Toyota 86 race car, but that was about it. Ooh. How did you go? Um, You know, I, they, I was so fast I've forgotten. Fair enough. And the cars Not are still in well. one piece, so The car that's okay. was in one piece, but probably because I wasn't pushing very hard. The problem, <laughs> it's was, all... I'd... How hard... the problem was I didn't own the car, and the man who did was outside yeah. of the car, so I didn't <laughs> want to get murdered, you see? That's fair enough. How hard is it transi- like having an actual real-life race drive and just going, I know how fast I can probably go in this, but I really don't want to go in this. The, the fear of death is uh, quite quickly <laughs> apparent to you, I'd say. But um, I think, you know, like, I really admire, you know, real-world drivers who could just sort of press on, you know, at the absolute limit without uh, fearing injury. And I know, like, you know, if... If you gave me a race car drive tomorrow, uh, you know, if any V8 supercar teams are listening, I'm, I'm available. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'd be able to, you know, do it after a few times, you know, I'd get used to it and I'd be able to do it. But it, it's, yeah, it, it creates a real admiration for people who can hop in a car, drive it to the limits, and more importantly, not be scared of crashing when they have to foot the bill for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, it's um a whole different whole different ball game, <laughs> especially when there's money involved. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't just hold escape and get a new car. It's a two hundred thousand dollar bill. That's it. Yeah. What What initially got you into streaming? Uh so for a living, I do social media management. So I, uh, for some businesses in town, they pay me to run their social media pages um, and you know create content for them. And essentially, uh, the COVID nineteen lockdown happened. And uh, essentially, I just lost 70% of my clients straight away. So I'm like, well, I have a lot of free time at the moment. So uh, 
might as well give this a crack. I, I think, you know, I really enjoy, uh, you know, entertaining, uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy, you know, trying to entertain people, trying to make them laugh. So I think, you know, combining that with sim racing, which was something I was pretty much spending a lot of time and money doing anyway, was, was something I really wanted to do. And, and to be honest, it, it was something where I thought I would only do it for, you know, a couple of weeks. My clients would pick back up and then I'd stop. But uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. So it never stopped. And it's, it's probably the thing I've done in my life that, you know, I've enjoyed the most, to be honest. So you picked up decided to pick up streaming on a whim because of covid as people do um what made you go to twitch out of all the options that are out there all the three options that are out there uh a couple of reasons really i as a user so it was between twitch and youtube for me i mean obviously there's some other platforms and some other options but to be honest facebook's more of a meme than anything (laughs) but um i was it was between youtube and twitch and as, as a user of youtube sort of live streaming platform i just get so frustrated like it's so hard to find streams so Mm. i guess i just didn't want to stream on a platform where like you know like if i just want to see a list of iRacing streams it's so difficult to do that on youtube compared to twitch um so i think i just want to be on a platform where it specializes in live streaming more than anything and then at at the same time you know i've always you know i did want to make youtube videos and i still do want to make youtube videos and having those be separate is something that you know allows me to diversify the platforms, which is why I wanted to do it as well. I was fine with the streaming yeah, but... on YouTube as well. Like um, the, the live chat is really difficult to work with, especially on mobile devices. Like um, you oh, basically can't, can't watch full screen uh, without having half the video covered if you're trying to keep up with any kind of chat or anything like that. That's something that really turned me off of it. Oh, 100%. And I think as well, like with Twitch, there's a real sense of community, you know, like... With my stream, you know, we, we really do have a community that sort of hang out and we're friends and then, you know, other streams have communities that kind of in, interweb with, you know, my community and all that kind of stuff. And I think Twitch is really community-based. And Twitch does do a good job of um, allowing people to sort of foster a community, I'd say, more so than YouTube. Yeah, yeah Twitch was built for community, which is, the, like, of where it came from is is far different to what YouTube is. So I just wish Twitch would have that thing where I can put videos up and people would be able to find them and you'd be able to do it like um, YouTube because then you'd just be able to sit to one platform. But you talk about YouTube a bit. What what type of videos do you think you would like to make on YouTube? I'm not I'm not really sure. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of sim racing YouTubers that I watch and like. T- to be blunt, there's a lot of sim racing YouTubers that I really like, but like their videos are just, to put it simple, they're they're just too long. Like, to to be blunt, like <laughs> like like someone will do a wheel room review and it'll be like 45 minutes, and I'm like, I'm not sure how you talked about a wheel room for 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, but I don't need to know the clickiness of every single button, you know. But um, <laughs> so I think you know, just just making content that's form foremost entertaining. And secondly, isn't too long. So, you know, I, I want to do some stuff, like, at the moment, uh, I've, I just recorded a a video where it's, like, an iRacing car sound quiz, so I grabbed two of my of my friends who stream and pitted them against each other in, like, a quiz to see who could get the car sounds of, in iRacing first, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So, wow. so some more short-form content <laughs> like that, where it, it's more about the entertainment and, you know, not taking sim racing as seriously as some other channels who... I think sim racing's taken really, really seriously on YouTube, especially, and I think I just want to, 
I want to create stuff that's entertaining and a bit of fun. A bit of fun, you know. I I think you um had the right energy for that kind of content as well. Like after watching your your streams for a while, I think um it's almost that almost taking the Mickey out of the seriousness (laughs) of of how serious uh, sim racing has sort of become, really. And I guess. I guess it's that racing is serious and racing drivers and people like that are pretty serious kind of guys and girls. And I guess we've kind of fallen into that as well, like trying to be the professionals. And, you know, sometimes we got to remember that we're not. That's the reason why we're sim racing. <laughs> I think it, it's, it's an interesting one because sim racing, you know, it means everything to me. You know, I, I absolutely love it. And, you know, when I win a race, like, you know, I'll be I'll be screaming like I'll be screaming because I'm so happy. But you know, I've won a race, so it's not like sim racing doesn't mean a lot to me. It, it means heaps. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it is still you know it's it it is a game. And I hate to say that because people hate when you use that word. Because <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, we're, we're gonna have people with pitchforks now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but like, it, it at the end of the day, it is you know it's a simulation and it's awesome and it's fun and it's it's as close as a lot of us will ever get to you know a racing career. But I think. Uh, uh, you know it's there's no reason why we can't just have a bit of fun with it you know there's no reason why you know after a race we can't just all line up and go over the bathurst jump together you know <laughs> like this is absolutely so I think, yeah well, that's and, it. but at, at the same time you know like there are there are a lot of pro sim racers who stream who you know have 10k i rating 8k i rating and you know those guys for them it's not about entertaining a community it's about being the best in the world and if that's how they get their yeah. enjoyment from sim racing that's awesome and at the same time, you know, I, I have such an admiration for those people. I like the people who can be the best in the world at sim racing and dedicate almost every minute of their life to practicing. It's it's incredible to see how, how amazing sim racers have gotten. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so I'm going to go completely off book again. Um, Twitch, what do you, what's your setup look like in the background? Me and Braden have both spent hours and hours and hours trying to get just a stream working at times. <laughs> like, what do you use to actually get the, capture the video and put it up there? So I use, so this, this always makes people cringe, you know, about live stream, but I use Streamlabs OBS instead of OBS, which makes people really oh cringe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> the end of the interview. Cringing. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, there Let's you go. Move. <laughs> um, so like, to be honest, I use, so I've got a stream deck, which is down the bottom to my left there. And other than that, um, it's to be honest my stream isn't very like it's well designed because by trade i'm a graphic designer so i can can design things quite easily but i I don't think it's the most high-tech stream out there but i don't think it it necessarily has to be but i think yeah it's stream labs and one one gaming pc which is uh struggling its little heart out to not skip frames Uh, nice. I won't tell you what I've got then. Uh, <laughs> I did start with Streamlabs OBS for a while there as well, so it's all good. I know. I know how easy it is, and how simple it is, and how still beneficial, and how how easy it is to work. And anyone who's getting into streaming, it's a perfect place to start. So, and it's only if you want to do stupid stuff that you need to really go into OBS. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm not only making the fun yet. <laughs> now. Now look, if, if if all How? you want to do is scream at people when they take you out of NASCAR races, Streamlabs will get you there. I've, I've found. <laughs> that's it. So I've got a thing in my Twitch community where I get told I'm not allowed to read chat because that's that's my biggest weakness is I'll be racing and just chatting away to walk and and then spin out. Oh, how is it racing and streaming at the same time for you? I think you know reading chat while racing is definitely a practice skill. You know, like when I started streaming. 
Like, there was one time where I read chat at Conrod Strait. I was winning. It was a radical race at Mount Panorama. <laughs> and I was winning. Yeah. And on Conrod Strait, I just put it straight into the grass and flipped over 12 <laughs> times reading the chat on a straight bit of track. So, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that would happen anymore. But I think, you know, streaming and reading chat's definitely a learned skill. You need to learn how to pick your times, how to do it. And I'd say I've definitely gotten better at it now. Um, but I think it's oh. one of those things where reading chat is always going to be, <laughs> it, it, it's going to be dangerous if you're in the middle of a big battle, you know? So if you just switch off and don't stream and just have a bit of a race, are you commentating the race while you're going along? Oh, I am. I hate it. I can't stop. <laughs> like I'll be in discord with like my mods and we'll just be hanging out. And one of us might be playing counter-strike and I'll be doing a race. I'm like, Oh my God, we've crashed here. And they'll be like, why are you comp Daniel? You're not streaming. Calm down. <laughs> I just, I can't not commentate <laughs> now when I race. I'm so used to it. I've gotten into the bad habit yeah, of, um, even if I'm not streaming, because of the overlay I use for caps, the chat and the um, like the viewers <laughs> box and stuff still comes up on the right. So even though I know I'm not streaming, my eyes dart to the right on my right monitor to see <laughs> if anyone's talking to me. I'm like, why are you doing that? No one's going to be chatting. You're not even live. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's it's one of those things, like, every time I close iRacing, no matter if I'm streaming, I always, like, press the button on my stream deck to, like, change the overlay away from iRacing <laughs> and stuff. It's <laughs> Yeah, I think that's when these guys decided to finally do the 12-hour enduro with me at Bathurst. That's the first thing they noticed is, you just don't shut up, do you? And I went, no, nah, because I just always think I'm streaming, so I'm just always commentating, always telling myself what I'm when I'm doing. It's more that I'm doing bad things, like, there's a mistake, why did I do that? And, and they're like, yeah, so... I completely understand as we watch another locked on car spin around at the at the um uh corkscrew. Um, Excellent. This is a great night. But uh I mean I think yeah. <laughs> Let's get back yeah. Well, I think on that, like it's um yeah, like I think when I start talking, uh when I start commentating races and there's no one even in Discord, that's when there's cause for concern. But at least uh <laughs> at least I don't talk to myself yet, too. you know. Pete, uh, Pete talks to himself because no on, one wait, listens wait, anyway. Well, so as, as, as long as no one That's talks it. back, mate, you're fine. <laughs> I do a solo podcast, so I used to anyway, so it's all good. I talk to myself all the time. It's great. Uh, but no, no one talks back just yet. <laughs> so you just reached 2,000 followers on Twitch, which is an absolutely amazing effort. Congratulations on that. What did it feel like to get to the 2,000? Uh, it was it was an interesting feeling because I think um, you know to get to two thousand is 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 amazing, especially in the amount of time I've done it. Um, I've, so it's yeah. it's interesting because I think for me at the moment, like all my goals, my one goal is Twitch partner, and we are like the average for Twitch partner is seventy five without raids, and mm-hmm. I'm at like seventy three point nine right now. <laughs> so it's like oh, I think no. because like I was so close to partner when I got two K, I didn't really get to stop and sort of think about how awesome it is. But uh, I think you know my number one goal for this year is partner, and when I get that, I can kind of look at the stuff that I've achieved. But I think um, you know two K is awesome. I think it just shows that you know we're doing the right thing, that we're growing you know at a rate that's that's really good. But I think at the end of the day. Um, I'm just happy that people want to watch me sim race. Really, it's just it's incredible to me that obviously people want to come back and they're they're entertained and you know it, it is really really humbling for me. So it's it's just amazing that people want to watch. It's definitely a bizarre feeling sometimes. I can tell you that right now. Um, so you've met some pretty cool people through Twitch. What are some of the highlights that have stemmed from your Twitch community so far? Well, bold of you to assume any of the people I've met are cool. No, I'm okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bad joke. Um, <laughs> Um, 
Oh, mate, I've, I've it's it's really awesome, you know, like uh, to to become friends with real life racing drivers. You know, I'm obviously really close with Daniel Morad, the uh, IMSA driver, and you know Hugo and I have become really good friends. And to meet you know streamers who I really looked up to, like people like Matt Malone, who he got me into iRacing, racing, watching him race the Mazda on YouTube. To have him, you know, watch my stream and and you know mention that he enjoys watching me is just incredible. So. Uh, I think, you know, Twitch, especially the sim racing community, it's such a really nice place to be. Uh, it's it's one of the nicer places on the internet, I would say. <laughs> um, in, in terms of highlights, definitely having Matt Malone come into my chat and sub to me was incredible, given that he's probably the person that got me into iRacing, got me to switch from Gran Turismo yeah. in the first place. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, you know, to, to, there there are people I've met on Twitch who I literally, you know, would consider some of my best friends in the entire world right now. Like people like Stig, Stig underscore gaming, or, or Greg, as I would call him if we weren't streaming. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, to meet people who I'd literally consider some of my best friends in the world is, is just incredible and have to have so many common interests and stuff. It's, it's really an amazing platform, Twitch, that allows that kind of stuff to happen. It's the good thing about the internet sometimes like we we're really limited by our location and you know just the circles that you're in that a lot of time you don't find people have all the same interests as you but when you fall into a community like on a Twitch community or whether it's a Discord that you find uh really good probably like the locked on one that we've sort of got going um you you just run into so many people that are like-minded like you and you just don't there's obviously such a big pool of people uh on the internet that it's a lot easier to sort of find your place um oh, it's something it's something i always try to explain to like uh students who are going on to high school that they're really worried about friendship groups and it's like going to a bigger pool of people you're actually more likely to find a lot more people that are like you whereas um at, at your school when you're in your younger years you might be limited to the people in your class you might only have one class in your year level and that's sort of the amount of friends you have to pick from so it's actually a, a better thing rather than a scary thing oh totally and i think as in sim racing we're really lucky because obviously you know in a call of duty community you know you don't really know what those people's interests are in life you know that they play call of duty but you know they could be a diehard soccer fan or they could really mm. enjoy you know uh religious study i don't know i'm just coming up with interest but it's not necessarily that people uh praise george clooney while we're here uh but um <laughs> praise our lord and savior george uh, so um with sim racing we're really lucky that you know we all enjoy playing sim racing games but beyond that you know it's a fairly safe bet that you know we all have the common love and passion and interest for motorsport and cars. So it's a really unique opportunity with sim racing that, you know, when you join a discord, you know, like a streamer's discord or like my community or any sort of community in sim racing, you know, you've all got that common passion that goes beyond just the video game that you play. Yeah, well, that's our Discord. We we invited Ira into our Discord from Aussie Car, and all of a sudden, all of us are playing hunting games. None of us have ever played a hunting <laughs> game in our lives, but all of a sudden, we're we're up till two a.m. playing a uh, hunter game called the Wild for no apparent reason. It's um wow, that, just because we like yeah, well, obviously that, spending spending time together. Let me let me just anything. say that sounds terrible. I'm not spending time <laughs> with you guys. Obviously, you guys sound lovely to spend time with. But no, the hunting game, I don't know what you guys are doing there, but okay. You'd be surprised. Oh, I have zero interest in yeah. hunting in real life. I would never be able to shoot a poor animal. But there's something about that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just, yeah, anyway, we, that's a whole different podcast. We'll go into that later on. Don't worry. Um, so we mentioned before Stig Gaming. 
how does it feel having someone as amazing as Stig Gaming spotting for you in races now? We oh my god, he, before, he is. Yeah, what is it like? For, like, obviously, you know, Stig and I are incredibly close friends. You know, he's he's absolutely uh, an awesome guy. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Stig used to work in NASCAR, both uh, over the wall as a pit crew member, and he used to spot for, uh, for some real life NASCAR drivers and teams. So to have him sort of guiding me through the oval stuff has been so invaluable. Uh, I. Like, we'll get to an oval, uh, and he'll be like, yeah, so on this oval, Dan, you're like, there's like this little bump on turn two, and you get your wheel into it, and it'll turn the car around, and like, he knows just like all these like, he's like the oval track whisperer, he just knows all these things, so like, I couldn't even begin to know how to figure out, so it's been awesome having him uh, guide me through oval races, and I think every time I win one, I, I feel like I'm just his puppet, basically, he just tells me what to do, and I, I'm sort of the... the the sack of meat between the steering wheel and the seat that just executes his commands, but it seems to be going really well. So, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't caught one of Daniel's streams while Stig is uh, spotting for him, you have to check it out. It was literally, I was blown away by how interesting it could make uh, watching like an oval race, even compared to just a normal oval race. Uh, which aren't normally my thing, but listening to like every little detail that he gives you, the way that uh, he could tell you where the cars are, if the car's got to run, if how many car lengths behind or uh, tenths of a second behind they are. It it just was, it was just made me look at oval racing in a completely different light. It, it was actually incredible. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that. Like, I've obviously my streams are road racing streams, so that's what we do. Like, probably ninety percent of the time, ninety five percent of the time, and to have these road racing guys in my community, like, now nah, do an oval with Stig, get Stig to spot. Like, they want to watch oval, and just to hear him spotting more than they want to watch like road racing, which is what they like. So it's incredible. Yeah, well, even, like even the E series last year, year before, whenever it was, when uh, whenever it was, anyway, last year. So Scotty McLaughlin, I was watching his streams, and cool, yeah, he's one of the best drivers in the world, especially in a V eight watching him go around but it was just so much more fascinating what listening to his spotter and he, and the, the the relationship they had that he just 100 trusted whatever he said and he was feeding him the exact information he needed at the exact right time it's just yeah phenomenal the jobs that, that people like that can do and and the difference it can make to you in in your racing so uh it'd be, it'd be great i have to catch one of these streams because i like my oval racing and i need to hear more of stig then um, so you've had some really big ups with racing and you've had some big downs like we talked about today. <laughs> um, how hard is it to deal with that as a streamer? We talked about what happened today, but how hard was it to actually, you know, keep yourself up all that time until the end? I think it, it, it really depends. You know, I think iRacing, I think you boys might agree with this, iRacing more than any other game or, or almost any other hobby you'll do has a unique ability to either make your day amazing or ruin it. <laughs> Like, I feel like iRacing uh, has has a unique ability to do that. And I think when I'm streaming, you know, I think I, it often doesn't get me too down. And I think you guys will notice, especially lately, I've definitely been a lot better at just keeping it positive. And I think it's because at the end of the day, like, I'm just grateful to be streaming. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, like, I, I'm grateful for the fact that so many people, you know, want to watch me. So I don't want to spend too long raging or just being... I mean, it's a bad example because today I did, but it's like the first time in six months. So like, you know, but, um, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to let them down. So I think almost streaming kind of helps me get past these things a lot quicker. But I think, you know, it, it can be hard. You know, if you're already having a bad day, your stream numbers are down and you've crashed out of four races. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing to overcome, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just grateful to have people watching me. And I think, you know, I think, 
in iRacing, the, the, like, winning a race definitely, you know, can, can make up for a week of bad races, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, um, it's one of those things where I know after putting in a whole heap of practice for a round of Aussie car and then, you know, spinning on turn two or something, it, it I just, it's so hard to bounce back from. I know watching one of Pete's streams or jumping in one of his streams after one of the rounds recently where, he, I think he might have taken someone else from our team out or something uh, by a bad spin, or it might have been vice no, versa. No, no, no. no, no. I was going to say it might have been vice someone versa. From our team oh, okay, took that's. Me out. <laughs> and I remember jumping over his stream after and watching it back, and when it happened, he was just like just sat in complete silence. It was it was like he'd he'd been murdered actually. <laughs> so oh, that's that, that, that's how you know it's good when you don't yell, you just sit there in silence. You <laughs> yeah. Know? <laughs> just, just yeah it was uh it was a broken man but that's what racing does to you You oh, go from the joys of you're making an awesome overtake or finally getting a podium or getting a win in some cases to complete and utter misery because it's just it's the competitiveness that just makes you feel like you're so involved in it yeah i think that's what racing yeah, does so well and the reason it does that is because you know if, if you play a game of call of duty or counter-strike or something like that and you, and you lose or you win it's not really the biggest deal in the world you know like you've just won a game you've lost a game like it doesn't it oh. doesn't matter that much but is well, it, it is it, if someone has just told you that they haven't just beaten you but they've also done things with your mother as well so you've got to keep that into account <laughs> oh yes back in my counter-strike days my mother was very uh she got around apparently but um I think iRacing, you know, it does such a good job of making every single race feel like it matters. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you win a top split GT3 race, you feel like you've just won the F1 World Championship, you know? Like, yeah. it feels so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, um, just quickly, I'm jumping in. Um, when you first started, when you had maybe one or two viewers or whatever you had back then compared to the 73 on average you got now, what was it like back then for you? Uh, honestly, it was it was interesting i um you know I, uh, back then you know when when you streamed about little people it's kind of the attitude's a bit different it's not oh well i'm gonna stream now it's oh well i'm gonna hop on and stream and also you know i'm gonna brace and if some people watch then they watch but i think it it was still incredible to you know build up a community like even when you know we had 10 people watching you know it's when you're streaming on Twitch and you start, it's the best feeling in the world when someone comes into one of your streams, you chat to them, and then they come back the next day. You're like, well, I've done a good job. I've entertained yeah. this mm. person. So, honestly, I feel like, you know, hitting 100 followers felt as good as hitting 2,000 in, in a way. Um, you know, it, it just, you know, every seeing the stream grow and progress, and most importantly, seeing that, you know, you, you are making people happy. You're, you're making them want to come back to your streams. You know, they want to hang out in the Discord. We want to, you know, be friends and share stuff together. I think it's it's incredible to see that. And I think when I first started, it was incredible to see that even if the community was 30 people, let alone 2,000, you know. So I think it was kind of the same thing. I mean, I got very lucky in, in my stream growth. You know, I met some other streamers very early on and they ended up raiding me and really helping me out. And I think, yeah, I'm super grateful for that. But I think, you know, I'm just grateful for anyone who wants to come back and watch my stream more than once, really, no matter how many people watch it. Yeah, you can't discredit yourself you on those things. Their sanity as well. Yeah, you can't discredit yourself on those things though, because someone can raid you, but people don't stay around if they are uh, if you're not doing something right. So, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that. It. That's actually actually to be honest, that, that's the one thing like I don't I don't get on Twitch. Like it, it, when people get raided and they they barely respond, and I'm like, what are you doing? This is your opportunity. You got to yeah. keep these people. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you get a step up, don't you? you oh, like you if, really, if, if you like... receive a big raid and you're a small streamer, one hundred percent, be super hyped. Oh. Be asking that streamer questions. Be be making jokes. Be you know doing whatever you do. You know, but show show them the best. Yeah. Like obviously, don't be someone you're not. But you know, show them the best of you. You know, show them the best you've got to offer because you try to win those people over. Absolutely. Was there a conscious decision to start streaming almost full time? Was there a point in time where, obviously, you said with um, you know, a lot of your customers falling off from your social media um, role? Was there a conscious? Yeah. Do you remember there being a point where you sort of went, you know, what, I'm actually going to commit my time to this and take it a bit more seriously? And was that difficult? So, well, yeah, I, I saw it was growing, sort of month in, month out, um, and I think. You know, at the moment, I've actually gotten all the clients back that I used to have, and, you know, I'm managing to sort of balance that and streaming um, somewhat. I don't know if my girlfriend would agree that I'm balancing it well, but <laughs> balancing it somewhat well. But um, I think, oh, for me, to be honest, mate, like, it was, I started streaming, it was fun, and I think, you know, I just really enjoyed it. Like, having someone in chat while I raced, it was just so enjoyable, you know, talking to people while, while I was racing, entertaining them. Um, so I think, you know, very early on, I sort of went, well, this is something I enjoy. It's something that, you know, obviously if I could stream full time, it would be the most enjoyable job I've ever had by far. Um, so I think very early on, I sort of said, well, I'm going to commit to doing this six days a week on at this time every day. Um, so I, I sort of got into oh, that 10 minutes very late. quickly. Well, yeah, I say <laughs> 1130 every day, but it's like, it's 1140 normally or 35 <laughs> or 38. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, now at this point, you know, streaming makes up a part of my income, which is definitely not insignificant. Like it's definitely a part of my income that's, you know, definitely worthy of it taking up some time. Uh, and I think, you know, I dedicate more time to it than I probably should in terms of like, you know, my actual job <laughs> lacking a bit and stuff like that, but it's just something I enjoy so much. Uh, and it's something where, you know, I'm, I'm, if I keep going in a trajectory I'm in, I could do this full time and then I could focus on, you know, YouTube content and doing everything I can for the stream. So I think having that extra time for the stream would be incredible. And I think, you know, right now I sort of consider myself a part-time streamer, but I think full-time, hopefully on the horizon. We'll see. Sounds good. What what would you say is the hardest thing about being an iRacing streamer? Um, oh, it's interesting. I, I feel like, to be honest, it's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, not, not streaming. Streaming itself is very hard, right? Like, to, to, like, the amount of mental energy it takes to stream is, is incredible. Streaming itself is really hard, but I think in the irising community, we're, we're kind of pampered, you know? Our, our community is definitely full of a lot more mature people than other communities. I think that might be because of a barrier to entry to sim racing being so high in terms of money yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, we're kind of privileged to have such a mature community. You know, we definitely have way less trolls. Like, every, every streamer has their trolls, but we have way less trolls than other communities. So I think mm. we're pretty lucky in that regard. Uh, I think at the same time, you know, it, it, it can be tough for a lot of streamers. I think, you know... Um, there, there are some hard things, you know, in streaming iRacing. Obviously, you know, streaming a game where it's so easy to get banned from isn't particularly a fun thing to do when you're broadcasting 100% of your actions. Yeah. Um, and I also think, uh, well, you know, like, obviously iRacing is probably the easiest game to get banned from in the world. Uh, and, you know, that that's good in theory. Uh, that, that, that's a really good thing. But I think that that can make it difficult. And also just the fact that... Uh, I think there's there's a divide in the community between, you know, the sort of pro racers and the people who just want to entertain on stream. 
and I think there's sort of a two mindsets and, and sometimes they don't gel perfectly, but I definitely, you know, have total respect for both of those mindsets, but I think it's it's interesting, but I think we're kind of pampered as racing streamers for sure. Something I probably haven't considered about the uh, barrier to entry and, and the, the target audience of an iRacing streamer, and you probably make a good point about that because lots of people want to watch Twitch because there are people doing what they can do either better than them so they can try and learn how to, to get better or, or in an entertaining way. And I suppose if there's lots of people in that age demographic that probably are the most trolly, I suppose, aren't really able to engage in the in the game itself, then they're less likely to be watching it on on Twitch and therefore sort of, you know, having a bit more of a mature audience is probably a good point. Something I haven't considered before. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say iRacing probably has probably the oldest age demographic of, you know, most of the categories on Steam. You know, like if you look at Call of Duty and stuff, you know, having like 10, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds watching isn't isn't uncommon at all. Like that's probably most of your audience. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. I think in iRacing, you know, like, obviously, you know, there are plenty of young guys, um, you know, like, there, there are 13-year-old guys in my community who, you know, they're super mature and super great to deal with, so I'm not, you know, trying to be ageist or saying all young people are mature, but I think, you know, iRacing, you know, it's it's definitely an older target demographic, and I think that helps with trolls and stuff like that a lot more, for sure. I think um, people are a product of what community you set up as well. So if there's more people being mature, then the people that fall into that community are more likely to fall in line with that ethos that you've got going. So that obviously makes a big oh, difference course. as well. I think sim racing inherently, you know, is more mature than, you know, other sort of games in that, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to even call it a game. Like that's sort of the level of, <laughs> you know, game that we play. Absolutely. So, have you considered getting a hot tub yet? Uh, <laughs> oh, mate, if, if we do, we'll collab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll collab, we'll yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll draw names in our bodies and stuff. It'll be good. It'll be very good. Yeah, uh, but Pete's already got that uh, service on a different different social media, but yeah, we won't promote, we won't promote that here. God, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting it's an interesting time in Twitch at the moment with that kind of stuff. Again. Oh, Again, I'm just happy to be in my little sim racing hole and just stay there. Uh, not like I watch, uh, like sometimes Stig and I'll go through other streams just to get inspiration and stuff. And like I leave the i racing category, and I'm just, I'm just confused. Like I just, I just want to go back to i racing. You know? I'm sort of like, Mom, Mom, call me a taxi. I want to go home. I'm scared. Um, Absolutely. So, so you've done some endurance racing with some other streamers. What yes. do you like about competing in those special events? And and have you had any success so far? Yeah, so we had some success. Uh, you know, Tubbsy and I got a fourth in the Bathurst One Thousand, and we got second uh, in Nurburgring in the TCR class uh, in the twenty four, <laughs> which was my least I... favorite race we've ever done. To be honest, I hate that track. Um, <laughs> and uh, other than that, you know, I've, I've also, you know, we got a, a really good result in an ACC enduro I did with Emery and. Um, uh, a community member of mine, Metalhead Can't Drive, and a few other guys, and that well, Jake Burton, that was the whole team. But uh, that was uh, that was really <laughs> fun. But I think I, I really love competing in the endurance events because you know it's it's getting to hang out with your friends for twenty four hours and, and achieve something really cool. And I think you know in our racing, you guys probably know better than anyone that they, they can be a bit of a dice roll. You know, you get taken out in the first hour and well, GG. But 
Um, you know, I just really enjoy the sense of camaraderie, line. you know, you've got five guys who are trying to, you know, figure out when they can actually go to sleep and when they need to be awake <laughs> and when you, what you're doing with setups and, you know, the camaraderie of doing them is always awesome. And like, if, if I'm honest, there's always like a part, like 12 hours into every endurance race. So I'm like, God, I shouldn't have done this. I could have just went to bed, <laughs> but then you cross the finish line. It's like the best feeling ever. And all you want to do is do it again. So Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, finishing any kind of enduro, regardless of where you actually place, is just an achievement in itself. We, um, we've we mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Pete started our um, Bathurst 12-hour, and we got punted in the rear end before we'd even crossed the start-finish line. <laughs> and oh. from from there, it was like, okay, if we finish, that'll be good. <laughs> and we actually managed, yeah. managed to go all right. I think we ended up 12th or something. Could have could have been a much higher, yeah, but it was just a rude awakening. point turn. Yeah, you got to do a three-point turn before to just to get over the start-finish line <laughs> in the dark. You know you've had a bad day. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so sad I missed out on that one. Uh, as as a my my cousin Dylan, who I talked about a bit earlier in the podcast, very rudely decided to get married that weekend. It was very rude of him. Yeah. Oh, what an idiot! Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I missed out on the Bathurst 500 real life V8 supercar event that weekend as well. Yeah. Also, also, wow. he, also, he just... could get married. Jesus. It's just selfish, isn't it? Really, Jesus. very selfish. <laughs> yeah. Um, he didn't he didn't even think about me honestly <laughs> no not at all is there anything that you've thought or you'd like to see twitch or any other streaming services improve on is there anything that you think they there's some room for improvement on um not really like minor things like i think you know i i racing itself and how it deals with streamers could could possibly you know use some refinement but i think they overall do a really really good job but I think, uh, you know, Twitch itself does a really good job of live streaming. I know, you know, people have complaints about, you know, Twitch and, and YouTube alike with copyright strikes and music and stuff like that. I think overall I'd really like Twitch to be, you know, super consistent with their copyright strikes on music. And I'd really like it, you know, if, you know, Twitch and, and record labels could some come to some kind of agreement where it's Ugh. like, well, streamers can pay a hundred dollars a month and then they can play like copyrighted music and the royalties go to the artists or something, you know, so that way we, we'd have more options there. But uh, other than that, I think, you know, they're overall, they're, they're doing a good job. Uh, I think Twitch needs to work on discoverability a little bit. I think discovering new streams is really hard. You know, I'm really privileged now where I'm in a place where, you know, I'm usually in the top five in iRacing. So people can sort of notice me and click on me. But if you're starting now, even in iRacing, cause it's grown so much, it, it'd be really tough. Mm, definitely um so we'll, let's move on to leagues and racing itself now uh we've talked about twitch for like what three hours it feels <laughs> like but um you once drove for aussie car v8 supercars which we talked about before how did you find racing in the league and what is there any other leagues that you currently racing so i i really enjoy league racing i love the fact that you know in our racing you know all the races matter but in the league you know you have something to practice for for a week you know, you're versing the same guys, so you can develop rivalries and friendships and all that kind of stuff. And I really like re- league racing for that aspect. You know, it gives you something to really have a proper yardstick to say, well, I've gotten better because last season I came 10th, this season I came 8th, and all that kind of stuff. So I think leagues are really awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed my time in Aussie Car as well. It's certainly not quite as good as at iRacing as I was now, but it was really, really fun. And, you know, seeing yourself broadcast uh, on a sim racing broadcast, especially sim speed TV, those guys are so professional, they do a great job. Uh, you know, I never get sick of that. Like, seeing myself on a sim racing broadcast, it really does make you feel like a race driver, doesn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> 100%. But, um, you, you never get sick of it. 
But I think um, I really love leagues. Uh, at the moment, I'm technically doing the OORV8 Supercar League, but I've only done one week, and then I've played tennis all the other weeks, and I, that that that's exactly the problem. I'm I'm so busy now between stream work, making my girlfriend not hate me because I'm spending so much time on streaming <laughs> and work. Uh, that um, and you know, I play tennis and do some other things. So I think. For me, I just don't have enough time to fully commit to a league, but it's something where uh, I've actually got it written down, something I want to do in the second half of this year. Pick a league and, and do it. Come be a skippy driver. Join the cult. <laughs> I can... Oh, it. my God. I, do, I, I will never understand why people enjoy that car. Ever. <laughs> uh, many heated discussions oh, over stream about the yeah, skippy. <laughs> I... I I was completely convinced that you've rigged your uh, car bracket to make sure the Skippy did not pass the first round because there's so many people in the Skippy cult. How they didn't vote for the Skippy is uh, it's a disgrace. Yeah, I, t- I, told, I told them all that there was a party on that they had to attend away from the vote. There's something about... Yeah, so you go. There you that? go. I was going to say, there's something, there's something fun about knowing that any part of your car is likely to fall off at any point. <laughs> time when you're racing around the track i i i i I, I have my road car enough i don't need it in our racing that's okay (laughs) uh so what is your favorite car and track in our racing can can you guess the track guys oh it's not Um, not let me silverstone (laughs) i absolutely hate silverstone actually mount mount panorama is my favorite track in uh in our racing and honestly like i know i live near it so um, I'm, i'm a bit biased um exclamation mark bathurst but i think i um you know it's what other track is like it guys you know it's, it's like a roller coaster it's nothing. like it's it's amazing you yeah. know like corners like the cutting and the s's and trying to get you know forest elbow you look at it it's like oh yeah you just turn left go onto the straight and then you realize that the whole thing is cambering <laughs> you into a wall of death and then it i hate that damn turn yeah. <laughs> everyone hates that damn turn but you know it's, it's such a such a unique yeah, it's track a, it's like a roller coaster i absolutely adore it it's interesting that you hate the Nurburgring, but have so much love for Bathurst because there's certainly some aspects of the Nurburgring that mirror mirror what Bathurst is like. Look, uh, to, to be honest, guys, I'd probably hate the Nurburgring less if I spent the time to properly <laughs> have a go at it. But yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the yeah. Nurburgring. The reason I don't necessarily like the Nurburgring is because it, it's less of a racetrack to me and more of like a scenic road. In that, <laughs> I, I get the irony that I, Mount Panorama used to literally be a scenic road and it still is, but. Um, I think, you know, the Nürburgring, like, it's, you race it, but it's not like, uh, how do I just, it, it feels like you're driving fast on a country road, if that makes sense. Like, every corner, you're kind of reacting to it, and it's, it, it's I don't know, it, it's, its flow is, is interesting to me, but I get why people love it. Like, you know, I, it's an obsession, like Mount Panorama is, I guess. Um, in in, in terms of favourite car, that's such a tough one to answer. You know, I used to love driving the V8 supercar, but I've kind of gone off it just because the racing official races are so long. Um, that's a really tough question to answer. Um, so Skip Barber, excellent. Let's move on to the next <laughs> question. Skip Barber, oh my god, that... <laughs> That, 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 I'm sure that that's car, what you said. I'll edit it in that, later. That car we'll, we'll, is we'll, so good that they stopped using it for the racing school they built them for. <laughs> that's how good that car is. <laughs> uh, have you have you driven uh, any of the Formula Vs in week week thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Compression lock the race car. Uh, no, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's. I don't know how to feel about the Formula V. It, it it's it's one of those cars which very much like the Skippy is terribly unfun to drive but probably quite fun to race 
That's probably a fair assessment. Fair, fair. <laughs> but I think, you know, in terms of favorite cars, Especially... racing, probably the GT4 these days. I love those cars. GT4, Macca, yeah. and Porsche. That's... Yep. I'll give you that. That's that's good enough. We'll go, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, what's your dream track or car you'd like to see in Adelaide, the service? Adelaide, hands down. Adelaide Street Circuit. It's going to be yes. tough now that it doesn't exist anymore. The one anymore. that doesn't exist. Well, it used to exist. It existed <laughs> three months ago. And... <laughs> yeah, till political parties oh, got themselves involved. Sad uh, day yes, for us yes. here in Adelaide. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't care about politics, but anyone who will put back the Adelaide track, elect them. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people feel like at the moment, so you're not alone but, on that um, one. No, Adelaide is a track that, you know, is, is it's just phenomenal. It's just, in my opinion, one of the world's best street circuits. Uh, in terms of cars I'd like to see in iRacing, I'd love to see some Super GTs from Japan or Stock Car Brazils. Oh. Interesting. So one thing that's pretty unique to your stream is you've got a pretty creative <laughs> uh, intro and exit to your stream, thanks to your very talented partner, Harriet. How did all uh, that come yes. about? Uh, so yeah, so, so my girlfriend is a, is a singer-songwriter. She, she's phenomenal at what she does. Um, so I, uh, yeah, one day I'm like, oh, Harriet, I really want an intro and outro song. Uh, you know, can you, can you maybe do this for my stream? Make it a bit funny. And then like, I don't know how easy it was for her, but like an hour later, she's like, oh, here you go. I made this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the most perfect thing I've ever seen. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's great. It talks about Pringles. It even references me being late to everything. It's, it's amazing. And of course, for the, for the video, we've got me standing in pit lane eating some Pringles because why not? I was going to say, how did that come about? Is that an interesting thing to film? Just head down to pit lane and have yourself there literally just chomping on some Pringles? Well, I was, I was going to do a full skit where I... Uh, where, like, you know, it's me on Mount Panorama, and then, like, I realize I've got a stream, so I, like, run home and get into the sim rig, and that was going to be the whole thing. Uh, and then I got lazy, so I ate some Pringles <laughs> in pit lane. Makes sense. Pit lane at the bottom of the hill, so a lot less walking or or driving. <laughs> well, we, we filmed one at the top, actually, uh, but it was too windy. Uh, it was it looked very bad. And it... This is my favorite question. How many dad's lawns have you ripped a skid on? Oh, well, how many dad's lawns have I threatened to rip a skid on? I mean, <laughs> the, the thing on Twitch is, right, like, your audience obviously gives you a, you know, g- gives you a fair bit of shit, and, uh, you know, it's all in good spirits, it's all hilarious, but, you know, I had to come up with some insults so that I could, you know, tell them back where it's clear that, you know, we're joking, but, you know, I'm just, you know... It's not going to get you banned. Back. So the two I go with is your mum's phones are prepaid, and um, <laughs> I'll rip a skid on your dad's lawn. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say I've threatened to rip a skid on, on many, many, many dad's lawns. Um, how many I've actually done, Don? That, that's a mystery and tied up in several police reports. <laughs> so something we can't reveal on today's podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can we expect to see from Daniel Gray in the future? Oh, maybe a YouTube video at some point. Who knows? No, um, definitely, de- wow. definitely, no, def- definitely some YouTube <laughs> content. Uh, I've got some very exciting stuff in the li- uh, in in the line in terms of merch, but it's not it's not merch how you traditionally think of it. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, that, that's all I can say on that. And then uh, some now some I'm very intrigued. exciting sponsorships, which uh, my viewers will be able to uh, win some interesting things with as well. Pringles? But, uh, oh, a Pringles sponsorship. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. I, I, already, I already have some Pringles underwear that I found. I bought that off Wish.com. That was phenomenal. But, um, Another... no. Okay, listen, listeners, make it happen. Another... But, uh... Hashtag uh, Pringles, Pringles for Grey. <laughs> uh, no, I think 
the 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 thing you know the the main thing for the future is you know the stream's gonna keep going the way it is and it's gonna keep slowly you know making improvements whether it be a new webcam or something you know to make it better uh along the line really have you got rid of all that coke that uh was given to you by the listeners coca-cola just for those out there yes uh, (laughs) viewers unfortunately (laughs) i'd be able to sell it for a lot more if it wasn't um no, uh, so 260 cans of Coke given to me as a, <laughs> as a joke from my viewers on my birthday because I prefer Pepsi and they know that. Uh, so I, I, I've, I've gotten through one 30-pack, so only 230 cans left. So. Oh, Pepsi, Pepsi Max is the go-to drink. Do Pepsi not at me. Pepsi Max is the go-to drink, but apparently in America it's like way different, like way worse or something, so I don't know. There you go. Yeah, that, that's okay. It's America. Who cares? Oh, that's your whole audience. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, look, you, you're apparently known for your bad life advice. Have you got any bad life advice that you give to our listeners? Ah, uh, yeah. If uh, if Wilco and, and the one Dwayne ask you to uh, hop on their hop on their podcast, <laughs> uh, tell them no. <laughs> politely okay, and aggressively, no politely or maybe even ag- aggressively decline. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, kidding. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a blast, but uh, I just, just figured, you know, I'd use the opportunity to make fun of you guys a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. Everyone else okay. does. We're used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. That, that's our shtick almost. Um, especially after watching the race tonight. Uh, how, who should we get on the podcast next? That's the open question for you. Anyone? Oh, uh, Bruno Carnerio. That that's that's a one man you need on this podcast. Bruno BCM twenty one off Twitch. There you go. Not, not, not only do, not, not only does he have real world driving experience, but he can do some freestyle rapping for you as well. Oh, that's what we need. <laughs> we need that one hundred percent. Look, Daniel, thank you so much for your time. We're, we're we're over the hour, which is where we try to try to cut it off anyway. But we have got the end of the question somehow. Look at that! Oh, well exciting! Done. We it's the only time I've it. lasted more than an hour as well. New records. <laughs> yeah, well, you, 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 your girlfriend will be very impressed. Uh, let's go. Where can people find you, and what do you got lined up? Plug anyone, anything. This is the place to uh, do you it. You can find me on Twitch dot tv slash the piltdown man no i'm sorry uh no uh D- daniel gray 10 on twitch one word uh it's also my name in iRacing if you want to come wreck me out of a race because i called it a game and not a simulation uh other than that you know just come hang out in the streams if you enjoy it then uh go from there where's that youtube channel people can find all that youtube content at oh it's uh it's buried po- deep down it's uh buried deep down it's guarded by my inner demons <laughs> Okay, sweet. Uh, no problems at all. Thank you so much for your time. We'll quickly plug our stuff and then we'll wrap this thing up. Braden, I keep on going to call you Dwayne now. He's mentioned Dwayne. <laughs> Where can people find you, mate? Yeah, so if uh, you want to come watch me, probably not stream the Skippies tomorrow because I'll get too serious and be too nervous to do it. But I'm sure I'll just, uh, stream some stuff over the weekend. You can find me at twitch.tv slash the1dwade. And uh, if you want to hear me talk rubbish about football or cry about my team sucking as usual, uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at Braden Talks. Sweet. You can find my stuff at Locked On Lads on Twitch. If you head over there, I'm trying to do some uh, day streams, but it's not really working at the moment because I've got too much work on. Uh, but I, I was even just considering doing a painting stream today because that's all I was doing all day anyway. But we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, you can Ross. check out all our stuff on Locked On. Bob, Bob Ross, Ross is that, in the ma- is that you? Is that you, Bob Ross? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I've never seen them in the um, same spot. You find us <laughs> happy little trip. That's it. It's true. 
Um, Locked on notes on Facebook is the place where you can find all the other stuff as well. Um, now I'm just throwing everything out there. Lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Get into our Discord. There's really cool stuff in there. And if you're not like Daniel and you like hunting games, come and join us. We're hunting every other day as well. So that's uh, no, got good stuff like the cooking channel and all the memes channels and all that kind of stuff and tech support, streaming advice, all that sort of stuff. Lockedonlads.com slash Discord. It's also linked in the show notes. Um, other than that, you can find me at Wilco's Chill Zone on Twitter. Rarely, sometimes. I did some tweets today. I don't know why. Just felt like it. Um, but look, thank you, Daniel. Go check out his streams. Go get him to partner status so he can drag everyone else like us up with him. That'd be great. Um, thank you, Daniel, for your time, mate. You've been a legend. It's been a great chat, and we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, no wackers. Join the Skippy Cult soon. Yeah, hopefully. See you. Bye.